Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. Today, I am very honored to have Stefania Legato on, and let me tell you, she's got a fascinating story. So for her, it's a tale of being a stay-at-home mom to then running a seven-figure business and everything in between, all the heartaches, all the ups, all the downs. And something that I've really grown to uh, appreciate about her is that if she says she's going to do something, she's just going to figure out a way to do it. It's not so much of a maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's just how. So uh, Stefania, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you, Phil, for the invitation. I'm very honored to be here. And hello, guys, to all of you, for all the listeners. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. I'm actually from Dubai and connected from Dubai, but I'm actually Italian. So sorry if my English is not perfect, but I'll try my best. No, it'll be great. So just for anyone that's listening for the first time, just to kind of recap the whole premise of the show is uh, who knew in the moment, right? So those small moments or seemingly small moments that in them, you're not entirely sure what direction this is going to take you or how important uh, a moment it is, but inevitably it leads to a pivot that sends us on this new trajectory. And so, Savanya, for you, um, growing up in Italy, uh, once again, you didn't go to school there, though. You end up going to a boarding school in Switzerland, yeah. and that, that becomes an important move in your life. Totally. I mean, that was we we say in Italian sliding door move, you know, where whatever you decide. So I remember I was 14 years old. My neighbors had um, a big party in Switzerland, the boarding school where they were going. But in their case, their parents were divorced. So in Europe, going to a Swiss boarding school, you obviously need to have you need to be wealthy because they're very expensive and they are very, very known though for very rich kids but normally forgotten from the parents instead in my case my parents were totally loved totally happy but I was invited by her because she was one of my best friends to go and witness one party but when I went there I just fell in love I fell in love with the internationality of the school with the place with the fact that everybody all the kids were speaking all these languages of course everything was so beautiful and posh and and I went back home and I told my parents I want to go to boarding school like wow who wants to go to boarding school? Like, no, I just felt I want to belong to a community. And I, and I believe that that time in my life where I convinced my parents to send me to boarding school really helped me today to create the community I created because boarding school is all about people, hanging with people and understanding different culture, understanding different people. So I spent there four years. And after boarding school, I went to London to study. And after London, I graduated in L.A., and after LA, I actually got married after graduation. My, my high school sweetheart that I met in boarding school when I was 15 asked me to marry me. And, and we got married in Italy on the Lake of Como. And after that, we went and lived in New York where I got pregnant with my first child. So yeah, so it was crazy. So yeah, but I'm Italian, but I left Italy when I was 14. And once again, having lived in all these places, I believe that it helped me also to understand better people for sure. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about that because, um, you know, moving and creating a new tribe of people, right? A new grouping that can be difficult because you have to spend time getting to know people. And if you don't, then you're just not going to have this group. So talk a little bit about your personality and how, um, you know, you develop those skills to be able to cultivate relationships. I I was very blessed because when I moved to, for example, New York, I wasn't by myself. I was together with my then husband. Yeah. And there we got to know. There was no social media like today. We had a little bit of Facebook, but very, nobody was in it. So it was really about 
contacting the friends from boarding school they were scattered all over the world yes. and uh, maybe italians and the germans they were in new york and new york is very international right but then i decided that because i got pregnant in new york and new york was a terrible city to have a child we decided to move to miami florida yeah i actually lived in kibiskane in a beautiful place and there was full of resilience so i have to say that one of the reasons why i speak portuguese very well is because when i was in miami i was hanging around with so many brazilians that I understood and needed to learn a little bit. So it's all about learning to make contact. Um, you know, when you have kids, it's also so much easier to make yeah. friends at the beach, to make friends uh, at school. So my, my first son is American. He was born in Miami. But then at a certain point when my husband's career really skyrocketed and he was invited to be a manager of Formula One, which is, I don't know, you probably don't know, Americans don't know, but it's like indie, okay. but for Europe, it's car racing. Yeah. Yeah, he was invited to be a manager of one of the best drivers. Yeah. Then we moved to London, not even London, Oxford, outside London. Yeah. And then it was very hard to make friends and because it was always cold and rainy and people, but because of the way we looked and because we were foreigners and we went into a small town in a beautiful house, we were like the talk of the town. So they came and knocked on my door to get to know us. <laughs> they were like, are you Hollywood stars? You know, my husband was very handsome and we had the cars and all that. Yeah. And I was like, my ex-husband. But I was like, no, we are just here because of work. And, and then I got pregnant with my second child. So my second son is actually born in the UK. Okay. And when I got fed up with the weather and the rain, <laughs> and it wasn't my place, then we moved to Portugal in uh, on the beach as well again, because I love the beach. And that's why now I live in Dubai. Yeah. And I love Done and and there I had my third son and in Portugal it's so easy to make relationships because Portuguese are very like Latin and close to Italians so yeah but again this moving around prepared me for who I am today because I had to learn to make relationship and make new friends everywhere I went. Absolutely. So as you as you're having these kiddos, um, life is good, but there's just seemingly some issues, and so end up becoming a single mom to write three boys and going through a divorce which never easy but additionally you had been staying at home and now you're like well I got to be able to pay some bills so I have to yeah, go get a was, job yeah no when love was over money was over too not only for me but also for the kids yeah not going into details now but it was very tough because when you're also used to a beautiful lifestyle we had an eight bedroom villa six bathroom four people working for us full time we had you know we would fly with private planes it was not our plane it was the toyota plane or uh, the company's plane yeah. but, you know to go to weddings or to go to races and and always stay in these beautiful hotels and then all of a sudden you lose even the ability to go to the supermarket and just buy some meat not <laughs> not even body lotion which okay you can live with dry skin but you know you want to buy some vegetables and meat and then you have to leave yeah. there i I was like, what am I going to do now? And people might think, okay, but if you were in a boarding school in Switzerland, your parents are obviously rich, then how come they didn't help you? Well, they gave me their one bedroom apartment where they used to spend the holidays in Portugal because they're Italian. Yeah. Uh, because my dad did not agree in how I behaved in the decision of the divorce. Um, because I ultimately decided to divorce, but because of a, lo a lot of stuff. Right. He he did not want to help me because he thought, well, also my ex-husband was like, well, if you don't give her any money, sooner or later she will have to come back because what else can she do? Mm. Well, little I knew that there was something I was praying for and that thing was called network marketing. 
Yes. Now, they, 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 go ahead. They did not expect that at all. Yes. So and I cannot wait until we get into this part. But so first, though, you, you had been attending, I think it was either a spa or a salon, right? And you said, well, it's, oh, yeah. it's a good spot. I better get a job here. And, you know, well, maybe I answer you, know, you, you did your homework. You're reminding me the story. You know? So at that time, yeah. what happened was that before you know, I was praying, I was broke. I went through a very tough time. I had people from my church bringing me food. It was yeah. Very tough time, and I had three small kids. My, my my youngest was only four, so he wasn't independent. My oldest was twelve. Going through a divorce was very hard, and um, I the spa, the beauty saloon where I used to go as a client all the time, and I spent a lot of money. They felt they owned me a favor because I was already doing without knowing network marketing for them because yeah. I was like, look at this, three kids and like three months later, I was on my beach with no cellulite, super fit because I was doing their treatments and you know, my skin and my hair. And like, we were like, where are you going? So I would send all these clients to, to their to their spa yeah. and they were like, oh, thanks to you, we have so many clients. So when I lost everything, and in fact, in the morning when I caught what that another sliding time, sliding door moment in my life where I, I found out certain things about my husband. I was, a, that morning I had an appointment in that spa and I had a facial. And of course you always become friends with the lady from the yeah. facial. And so she was the first one to know more than anybody because wow. I, I was so under shock, but I still went to the appointment. Of course I didn't do anything to my face. I was just crying in her arms all, all morning. So they felt like, oh my goodness, we need to help you. So they gave yeah. me a job. But that job was make was giving me six hundred dollars a month. Yes, I used to spend that in a pair of boots or more. Okay, right. right. So I wasn't paying rent, and I didn't pay a lease of a car because my dad gave me his car. But I needed cash. I needed mm -hmm. money, and and my mom was you know giving me a little bit of money behind my dad's back. But because he had a plan with my ex husband to make me go back, they were not helping me. Yes. So. It was hard, and and um, and so out of desperation, I, and what is so funny, you know, the owners of this spa today, they're in my team, and they sold the spa and are full-time networkers. This is also kind of crazy. Yeah. So I worked there for like a year, but in the meantime, I started my network marketing career a few months later. Yes. Now, like many people, you didn't get your first invite to an event and go. Uh, you might have turned down a few and said, you know what? I just know it's not for me. Yeah, three. Guys, follow-up is important because I wouldn't be network marketing if people didn't follow up on me. I thought network marketing was a plan before losers. They did the biggest mistake to show me a video of a green Lamborghini on top of a stage. And all these people, I think they were Asians, jumping, 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 jumping. And this big American guy, yo, 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 go diamond, go. And I'm thinking, oh my God, sorry, nothing against Americans, but I saw no, people so American and the poor Chinese, and they were probably they weren't Chinese Asians. They're just being fooled when that Lamborghini place, you know, like, ah, and I was disgusted yeah. because I had, I was somehow kind of a snob because I grew up with money. I was in a boarding school. I lived always, you know, this high type. So I was like, network marketing is for these poor losers that they want to live a dream and they want to believe they're going to be rich and because they have no chance to ever do it, but, you know, let them believe it. So I was very much against it, which is so funny because today I'm a network marketing professional and I'm married to a network marketer. So, but at the time I had no clue. I had big preconceived ideas. I thought it was a pyramid scheme. I thought 
you know, only people at the top make money. And yeah, I didn't like it at yeah. all. Absolutely. Well, and there's some other people that didn't like it for you at all. So within oh. your first three days, you said, <laughs> you know what, I had reached out to pretty much everyone that I knew got really, and, yeah. <laughs> really, really bad feedback or just not a lot of traction. And you had some thoughts of like, well, maybe I just am not cut out for this. Maybe I should be done. Yeah, everyone said no to me. Not one person said yes to me. Number one, number one, you have to understand, I was just a mom. So yeah. here I come, and, you know, before I was using the credit card of my dad. And then when I got married, I was using the credit card of my husband. Now, I don't want to sound like a spoiled brat. Having three kids in three different countries yeah. and moving and throwing parties and, you know, taking care of a big house, that's a job, okay? Absolutely. I was active with all the charities and, you know, I'm a born again Christian, so I was part of a church. So I was that, I wasn't like, oh, just shopping all day, not the clueless type of chick, okay? I was right. always on top of the game, but yep. not thinking about my own career because I met my ex-husband, I was only 15. I loved him when he was broke. Uh, and I mean, his family was never broke, but he had nothing personally. Yeah. And we grew up together, so he always knew I was never there for the money and yeah. and he gave me whatever he could he was even a generous husband i have to say and and we had amazing 23 years together it's a long time yeah but but when things when um, when i decided to go and and start to do this business my family told me that if i ever speak to a contact in common that they knew i was not allowed in the house anymore <laughs> And at certain point when my dad saw that I kept on doing it and, and, and he's like, well, yeah. and I was like, what? You're not helping me. I don't make enough money with the other job because it's a part-time job because I have three kids to look after. It's like, okay, okay, okay. If you stop doing network marketing, I'll give you money. Isn't imagine that crazy? How, yeah. Imagine how tempting and how much that would have ruined my life. Because yeah. my dad is such a ruler, Italian late, but you know, godfather and telling me whatever I had to do. So I would have had like the worst. Yeah. And there, because I believed at that point so much in the dream and in network marketing, that I said, no, 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 thank you. I'm going to keep on doing it. It's your fault that I started to do it because you yeah. didn't have me first. But now I don't want your money anymore. And uh, yeah, I kept on going. But um, it took me a year and a half to make some good residual income. Yeah. So I, I want to highlight that, though, because um, a lot of people that listen to this are in either a management or a sales role um, or an entrepreneurial role. And I think sometimes, um, you know, people inside your circle give you feedback and the feedback is not because they don't think you're capable, but because they're trying to protect you. Right. Yeah. They don't they want to see you fail. So they try and protect you. But in reality, what they're doing is they're limiting your upside. Right. Yeah. Your dad said, well, I'll give you this this amount. And then you would never have the bountiful you know, amount of career success you've been able to have in the financial side that's come with it. Look, even the fact that my ex didn't give me any money. I remember there was two brothers, my, yeah. my husband and his brother. Yeah. And so and two sister in law, like my his brother had a wife. Yeah. And he got divorced a year before us. And she got an amazing um, salary, not salary, I don't know if you said it in English, alimony. Alum yeah, alimony, yep. Alimony, exactly, sorry, here you can tell. You're good. Alimony, and, um, and on top, she got part of the hotel they owned. So I'm not a jealous person, but of course I was questioning God, I was questioning the Lord, and I was saying, Lord, why, you know, she gets that, and she was not like the nicest sometimes. Yeah. And, 
you know, I've been serving you. I love you. I have so many people. And, and I know that it's not by our good action that we get anything. But still, I was questioning why. And yeah. now I see God's bigger picture. Because if I would have get, gotten $7,000 a month, which is good money, especially in Portugal, it's great. Yeah. Then I probably would have done network Probably I wouldn't have done network marketing or even just as fun, but I yes. would have never paid the price and pushed it. So looking back, it was the biggest blessing that I got nothing from my dad, my dad and nothing from my ex. So, yes, I love it. Now, who knew in the moment, right? In the moment, you were a little bit bitter, a little bit resentful, but it oh, ended yeah. up being and, a great door open. And I, at the, in the moment, I did not even believe I could ever make $5,000 a month. Like, in the beginning, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the terrible moments is you're driving to Northern Portugal to uh, run an event and we run out of gas. Yes. And I have three kids, three or two. I don't remember if they all came with me. Maybe once one was our friend's house. I'm not sure, but very hungry, very tired. They had to do their homework. And not only that, the event that I went to where they told me I was going to have 30 people, there was the father and the cousin. And they did not even sign up. So it was a disaster. Yeah. It was a Sunday. I had to take the kids with me. They were crying and it was raining. The car stops. I'm in the middle of the highway. And even though I always tried not to cry in front of my kids because it wasn't good for them. I cried many times in those times <laughs> also because of the divorce. Yeah. But I just... I just broke down and, and yeah. I was thinking, what are you doing? And all the negative things that my friend said about network marketing, my dad, my ex-husband were telling me, yeah. I was like, they are right. This is mm. crap. This doesn't yeah. work. People don't sign up. And if they do, they quit and, and nobody's making money. Like the whole, the whole mindset was going down. And then I called the owner of the spa yep. and my boss at the time, which you know, they were also my friends and he came and brought me some petrol and put it in the car uh, until I could go to the petrol station. The problem was that I didn't even have money. So he had to pay for me, advance my salary and then discounted later. So yeah, it was very humiliating, very sad. And um, yeah, but, but again, a lesson to learn. And, and I remember that today when I, what I always teach is don't use your kids as an excuse, use them as your why. Yep. I could have perfectly said no to that meeting and at the time would have made sense because how yeah. it went, but you know, it taught me to go on, yes. to be resentless, to, you know, to, to go on and on and on. And no matter what the circumstances were. And, yeah. and my kids also learned a lot from it because, you know, you need to lead by example. And they saw me not quitting and fighting for it, but it was a tough day. I had, I had many tough days in the, especially in the beginning, the beginning I think is always the hardest. No doubt about it. Now, as you're starting to have some success, you were teamed up with uh, another gal and you guys were running a good business and it really started to take off, right? Yes. Uh, so a year and a half later, actually, another aha moment for me was yeah. my first team, um, company event. Yeah. Because the truth is, after a year and a half, I wanted to quit. Yeah. Uh, because I had achieved a rank, which was not too bad because yep. of my personality. You know, they call me Hurricane. I have a lot of energy. I love the products. So I was sharing the products everywhere. I was hungry, like Liz Brown says. I was definitely hungry. I had a big why to do it. So yeah. I had some results, but then I couldn't duplicate because I had no system. These mm. people were not me. Yeah. So I was a rank, but I was not paid as. And in my case, I know there are people that love to, 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 be, to be on stage and be recognized. But in my case, I'm so real and authentic um, that when I went on stage and I knew my real paid rank, 
but I was recognized on that rank. I felt I was being a liar. I felt I was, you know, cheating people, a cheat. Yeah, and yeah. Because people were like, amazing, applauding me. And I was like, yeah, but you don't know. My team broke down. The, I lost people everywhere and, and I'm making peanuts. So, and, and everybody thought I was this superstar. I mean, it's a joke. If I now think about the rank feeling a superstar is a joke because the truth is that now I have, I don't know, I probably have 500 with that rank in my yeah. life. But still, not more, I have much more. But anyway, so, but at the time that was the crowd and yes. the highest rank was just one rank on top of that. Of course, you are the big queen of the crowd, right? That was yeah. Where you are comparing to. So I was about to quit for real. So I kept active with our smart delivery because I was making enough money to pay for it. And I love the products. So I was like, okay, let's get the product for free. Yeah, Why yeah. give up $300 a month? Imagine how little money I made. Right. And then all of a sudden I get an email from the company inviting me to Warsaw in Poland for an event and a gala dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not going, uh-uh, not going. I'm not going, I'm quitting anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then my girlfriend said to me, come on, you're single. It's going to be a gala. You're going to dress up, you make your hair and makeup. Look at the dresses you still have from your old life. Yeah. You know, wear this dress. Maybe you're going to find your prince there. And, and honestly, Daniel, who is now my husband, was there, but I didn't even see him. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened with nobody, but, but still I had fun uh, yeah. at the park. It was incredible. And then I stayed for the event. And at the event, I took a decision not to quit and gone because that event showed me normal people with two eyes, one mouth like me, one was even fat, one tooth was missing and he was making 10 grand a month. I was like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. Yes. So I went back like that. And, and then the other moment before I became successful and really started to see was to go to Las Vegas story Okay. And when I saw all these ladies, single moms with three kids, that, that was the year of single moms with three kids like me. Yeah. Make a couple of million dollars, one million dollar a year in commissions. I thought, wow. So in America, they make a million dollars. In Europe, I will make a hundred thousand dollars, but that's okay. Yeah. And so they inspired me and it gave me the, how can I say? I stopped being ashamed to tell people I was a networker after I came. Yeah. And that's very important because yeah. you need to first take care of your mind. Even though I felt I was not ashamed, deep inside, I was still ashamed to be a networker. If you don't, if you don't believe in it yourself, how can you make others people believe in it, right? Bingo. Well, and you know, I think something that's tough, and you talked about the mental side of it, is when you have so many people that you love and respect telling you, you know, hey, this is a negative thing. This is not good. This is bad. Like it's it's really tough to siphon that out and not continue to hear that in the back of your head. Totally. So many people in the world still don't understand that marketing yeah. and. Tell you the truth, my dad sometimes is obviously proud of me now. And, and when he comes to Dubai, he puts his wallet in the safe box, says, now it's your turn, you pay it all. Like, I can't believe it, dad. You're rich and still want my money. <laughs> like, it's your turn. I'm, I'm, I'm poorer than you now. So, and, and, um, and, but still today, sometimes he looks at me and says, I still don't understand how you guys do it. I still yeah. don't know. How? Where all this money is coming from? Yeah? She sure is legal. I'm like, dad. Of course it is. We're recognized all over the world. Look how many prizes. But, you know, he, because he still doesn't get, he comes from an old traditional business. Yeah. And, he's, uh, and then he also says, you know, I don't believe in your Jesus, but I tell you one thing, because he's, he's an atheist. One thing, I see a miracle in your life. 
because yeah. someone like you could have never done it. And I said, I know it's God. It's it's God. I keep on telling you, you yeah. know, the power of prayer. It's like because you're a mess. You're a mess. You know, like this. Like my dad is funny, but it's that, true. Yes. It is true that it's a miracle what happened to me. I always say duplication of bread and fish. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. So as you have this partnership, uh, your partner decides to segue off and just be in a business with her husband, which means that you get to start over. Wait a second. I never tell this story not to confuse people. And you dig this out. Where did I even say that? on <laughs> Because you have to understand, guys, Phil is in the other side of the world. We don't know each other. Well, when you were saying partner before, I thought you were meant that I met Danny. And now, okay, all right. You want to hear that story? I do, I do. Okay, without names because it's not going to make her look No names, no names. So I was so skeptical. Let's go back now to the beginning. I was so skeptical about network marketing that I, I got never convinced to sign up. What I did was to tell a friend, okay, okay, okay. I sign up with you, like we partner you put your face and your your name is there and I send you the people, a little bit like I was doing the beauty salon. Yeah. I send you the people, I can sell some products, but you know, you take care. And in fact, she always took care of the wallet. She always took yeah. care of everything. I was doing the public relation part without yeah. knowing that in reality to do what she was doing, all I had to do was to learn one afternoon how to use it. And I was dividing all the money all the time, but I was super happy to do that with her. Also yeah. because I was very grateful that she introduced me to that. What happened when we got to $8,000 a month, which mm-hmm. divided by two was four, but we yeah. were happy with that. Um, her husband was making six and her husband started to love the business. First, he didn't really believe in it. And then yeah. he started to love it and started to believe in it. And, um, you know, the idea was on her name. So one day they came up to me and told me, Stefania, sorry, we love you, but man, we are grateful for everything. But look, my, you know, this is a couple business and I, my husband now wants to work with me and we cannot do it in three. You know, I even have a picture where he's asked three, recognized on stage. And I was like, why is he coming on stage? Like he hasn't done anything. Yeah. They want to celebrate together, but they were already planning it. So practically... They asked me to, to stop. They were going to give me money for three years on the people that I placed there, but I had to restart from zero. Uh, but when I moved, um, one woman, I didn't ask her for it because they didn't like each other. She followed me. And I made the mistake knowing to let her re-enroll on, on the son's name, I think. But I really didn't cross recruiter. She really didn't want anything else. So we had a fight. So she stopped giving me the money from other other position, which for me was dreadful because it was still three two four thousand dollars a month yeah for that it was convenient right and the hardest part was i remember being in berlin at an event and going there with no rank and they were both on stage celebrated and i promise you i looked at my team and it was all my contacts because i was the one she yes. brought the people, but i was the one and i remember that day and i have to say faith really helps because you know, of course, I had feelings of hatred and of unforgiveness. And yes. I gave it all into Jesus' hands. And I said, God, you know what? I give it to you. You are my advocate. Make me justice. And, and I had this quote that says, destroy your enemies with success. At the end, they're not even my enemies. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove them. Yeah. Uh, that I will be even better. And you know, today, they're not even in the business. Wow. 
They could have made, made millions of dollars, but much better like this for me. Imagine sharing for the rest of my life, my income today, right? Yes. So, yeah. So, I mean, they're fine. And yep. she blocked me from all over social media because <clears throat> I believe that um, she doesn't want to see what she mm. missed out from yeah. just making such a silly decision. They asked me to leave. I didn't want to leave. Right. But I, but I still love them. And they have three amazing daughters. And then one of them now is winning like some singing competition. So they're doing fine. Cool. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah. it was, but it was hard. I had, so I had to restart all over again from yeah. scratch. Yeah. And, but I, I have to say one thing. I had to restart from scratch, but not from zero because I learned so many what to do, what not to do and what to do throughout that time before. Yes. The group of people you were starting to work with was from scratch, but your knowledge base was growing, right? I love that. Exactly. And That's good. And like I would say, I turned the pain into power. I felt cheated from my ex-husband. I felt cheated from my friends. I felt let down by people. And I decided instead of being at home and thinking and thinking and thinking and being disappointed and being hurt, yeah. you know what? Let's work so much that I don't have time to feel the pain. And I can turn it into the power. And yeah. that's what I do. I love that. So I would love to say that that's the last time you have to restart a business, but it happens again. So yes. the company you're working with, you get a phone call for, or maybe it's a letter from another company. Well, and it was uh, terrible. We found it out on a YouTube uh, video. They sent me a YouTube video. They didn't even have the courage to tell me. Right. Oh, no. And, and, I, and by the way, I was already number one woman in the company in Europe. Yeah. So it's not like, like I was. No, they tried. They tried to keep it secret. The Americans, <laughs> they kept it secret until the whole deal wasn't done. But uh, somebody in the States that found out, they made a video. And then the video was sent to me. Of course, I, I was in denial in the beginning. I was very upset. Yeah. Um, uh, but again, once again, the Bible says that God takes the bad things and turns them into good. Mm. It was the biggest blessing of my life because when, oh my God, you know, telling you those stories, I start to see, uh, there is, I need to look at it where it's in the Bible because it's really, look, my disaster divorce turn it into good my partner leaving me was the biggest blessing the company shutting down where i was crying for a week and, and then my company now bought us so i was like wow like i now i realize how amazing those moments actually are so if you guys are going i'm talking to the people watching if you're going through a tough time try to understand you're not going to be stuck in there and something good will come out of it yeah because i just yes. realized that so I remember saying, they're not buying me and my team. They're buying my company. I have to see if I'm going to be here. I was so upset. Who are they to come and tell me what to do? Because our company was actually bought. They called it Fusion. Boo, uh, not true. We were bankrupting and, and that's why they kept it secret. And our company now bought us and really saved us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but also there it was hard. I lost people uh, that, you know, imagine I was promoting, giving vision about right. the old company. And then all of a sudden I look like a liar also because I got lied to. Yeah. They didn't tell me anything. So I came back from my wife from a trip and uh, I gave my team because, I, you know, when you work, 
and are always on top of the game, it sometimes can be a disadvantage because in my case, right. other cross line, they took their time. No, I came back from the trip. I made an event. I told them where we were going to go to. I told them about the new products and all that. And then 10 days later, oh, sorry. All I told you guys is not going to happen. That was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, it's not as if you were lying. You were just telling the truth that you knew and then you found out, you know, new information and then translated that. So um, uh, something you mentioned earlier, and I want to circle back to was one, um, the power of follow up with people. But the reason for that was the people that own the salon. Yeah, you originally reached out to them. Yeah, you originally reached out to them. They said no. And it took three years of staying with them and connecting with them before they even began to work with you. The truth was because that's how it went. The true story. So I had a facial with, again, the owner. We were friends. I didn't even tell her anymore about my company because in the past, I even gave her products and I found out that she used it for her body, not her face, because she didn't believe in them and thought, mm. oh, they're crap. You know, I have the best. Yeah. And, uh, but she saw my skin so, so much better yeah. to the point that she said, what did you do? What happened? And I mean, I'm not going to deny that you know, I'm on 45 and I did some Botox and a little bit of filler, but the texture, the pores, the, you know, little like blackheads I had, like it looked amazing. And she took care of my skin for 10 days, for, for 10 years. Yeah. So she knew that. And she told me, wow, wow, I might, might want to know more about the products. But then her husband gave me a ride back home. And when he brought me back to my hotel, actually, because I was there on holidays, I was already living in Dubai. And they could see on social media that my life was nice. Yeah. I felt in my heart that I wanted to make them a gift and buy them a very nice but expensive machine. Because I thought if I buy you guys a machine, you're going to make money forever. Yeah. So forever for many, many years. Right. So I told him, Felipe, Felipe, please. I know that you always want, I worked there. So I know that you always want to upgrade. And I, you know, why don't you look for one of the best machines, not something in China, get something from the States or from Germany that really slims people and all that. And I want to gift it for you to you because you guys helped me when I had nothing and I want to be a blessing. And then I tell him the price that I was willing to pay up to. Yeah. And he's like, what? No, this is so much money. I can't understand. No, and then I said like a joke, like, oh, come on. You know, it's one week of work, like something like this at the time. Today would be maybe one afternoon, but I don't know. At the time I was like, oh, come on. It's one week of work. And he's like, what do you mean one week? Like they were thinking I was making 10, $20,000 a month, but already there I was making like a hundred. Yeah. And he was so shocked. And he said, you know, that even if I work, full my spa with all the stuff all day longer it would take me years to make the money when uh, i would never make it and then next day i we go to the beach together and I, again i was not expecting it and they sit down with me and tell me okay we thought it through we want to start with you in the market i'm like what? yes they are directors and they're successful and they sold the spa and thank god because now with the pandemic they would have bankrupt because it right. was closed. Yep. So for them, it was really good that this happened. Yes, that's so phenomenal. I love it. So one thing that you had talked about was how your why has evolved over time. So originally, right, our why was because we're, we're broke. I need to help my kids. And today you talk about how it's impacting other people's lives. And so just talk a little bit about when that transition started to happen for you and what that's meant for you personally, yeah. but also professionally. 
So I definitely started because I needed money. Yeah. I believed in the product and I believed in the vision. So I didn't go out just to, oh, I need money, so I'm going to do this. No, there was a whole package. Yeah. But I definitely started because I, I started because of survival. I needed yeah. to pay bills. I needed to pay a supermarket. Then I have to say after, you know, when I became successful and then also when I moved into the new company, I uh, realized that, yeah, I was number one in the other one because it was a smaller and yeah. But then again, when you go on top of one mountain, mountain and then you see the clouds move and you see a higher mountain, I started to climb that mountain. Yeah. And then I really became known in my company. And then Eric Worre invited me many times. I think now it's the sixth time. This time we're going to be with Gear of Paltrow's, but like I... Uh. I like I, I was voted one of the most powerful women at marketing. The public yeah. always pulls me back. So of course, look, for years and years I heard you look like a Barbie. You're never gonna achieve anything. You are, uh, you know, you, you know, you you are not good in math. You never worked a day of your life. And all of a sudden, I have strangers telling me how amazing I am. How I inspire them. How great I am. Applauding me and taking pictures like if I'm Justin Bieber, right? Yeah. So. So of course there is, and I and I all these people says oh I don't care I don't care not true we all like to be recognized since you're a little kid you make a nice drawer a drawing you show it to your mom to receive even though the drawing is terrible your mom will say so good that's amazing we love that so yes. we are made for that and so of course I loved and I had a time that my wife became not anymore so much for my kids or for the money I had enough but it was about feeling worth it feeling mm. recognized feeling loved, feeling, you know, valuable. Yeah. Okay? But that also fades away quite quickly. Also because, and poor, real, really famous people, because to me, it only happens once in a while. Like now the other day, uh, it's it was on the stories on Instagram. Uh, you know, I'm taking a picture with my husband for our own. And then comes this couple from far away, starts to film, oh my God, that is we follow you you are we are networkers as well it was another company yeah. uh, but and on events obviously company events we need bodyguards one time i was in Cairo in my team event with 25000 people and i had to have eight bodyguards wow. stage so you know and so that becomes bad right yeah Egyptians are are like the Asians, I love you guys, but you guys need not one picture, you need 200 pictures, right? So it becomes a pain. Yeah. So that faded away. Yeah. What really stays and really gives you a purpose in life is the impacting and helping others achieve their dreams and goals. Yeah. And I know it might sound, oh my God, now easy for her. You know, she's all rich and she wants to sound like Maria Teresa di Calcutta. But no, it is really truth. And I can assure you, and I, I live in Dubai. I know tons of people that are super rich and so unhappy because they don't have a purpose in life. Yes. And in network marketing, because you can only succeed if you help others, you fulfill even that purpose. And, and that's why last night at 2.30 in the morning, I finished at 3.15 in the morning. I was still on Zoom because of Ramadan. My Arabic team works in the middle of the night, but I wake up early, okay? Right. But I know that I can empower and help and teach these people something that is going to change their lives. And, and I see how much commissions are paid every month to my team from me under. And I'm telling you, we are changing and impacting lives, you know, oh. and... And that's amazing. And I that's love amazing. that. So, yeah. so the why evolves, and I think it will never really change um, yeah. anymore. 
because you know you know the, did you ever see the movie pay it forward mm-hmm. this little boy you know and network marketing is a little bit like that yeah we receive to give and and network marketing you know you can help people in a practical way but then way but then it was also giving you funds and cash to really support things that you love so yeah. you can have in so many ways it's it's priceless it's i love nice. that that's great so a uh an idea that was presented to me a few years back, and it's uh, really challenged me to take temperature on this, is a phrase, blissful dissatisfaction, okay? And so it's the idea that as life is happening and I set a goal for myself, when I accomplish that, a lot of people, as they hit a first goal, they plateau, right? They say, I made this certain level. You know what? As long as I can maintain this, I will be happy. Then there are other people like yourself and I think myself, and that is every time I hit a goal, I'm always on to the next thing. And so I really don't celebrate the goal I just hit. It's like, no, no, no. Like if I do that, I might lose my you know fire to get to the next one. So I better just keep going. So for you, how do you balance that? Because you've had so many different you know levels and areas that you've already hit, but yet you keep striving for more. So um, right now, my, my, what we're doing with, um, with the team is obviously still go out there and help to create more millionaires. Now we have 22 in the team, but we want to create more. And it's not about the millionaires. It's because that I know that if I have a, I'm $1 million earner a year, I have on, in his team tons of people making money because alone he cannot make that money. You know, we have right. money, we have the battery where, you know, you cycle. So you have to have volume. And so that's why. Um, but in my case, what I, my goal, I'm working a lot with the Middle East. So where I'm focusing right now is to empower women that are afraid to leave their homes, yeah. that are you know, trapped in old beliefs and things have changed. So I'm, it's to help and empower women. I love to work with women. So definitely that. And then because of my belief, I also want to help people. I think we are made of spirit, soul, and body. And I'm helping a lot, even my Italian, my German team, boys that achieved, they got the Lamborghini, they have their big homes, you know, they were broke and now they're rich, but they still feel that need of fulfillment. And I believe like I have a ministry inside my team. We do Bible studies and we, and so I am helping also with that because my achievement is not only to make you wealthy in in money, but for me, prosperity has to be in your health, has to be in your love life with principles and has to be also in your spiritual life because of the fact that otherwise you, I don't think you feel fulfilled. So I have still a lot to do, a lot to give. And if God will allow me, I'll do it. And, and uh, it's fulfilling me. So I never stop. And yes, the next rank will come because as I make more millionaires, I'll come. But, and, and my husband, by the way, is top, top himself. Yeah. I want to make sure that everybody knows though, that we have two different ideas because I once again, once again, when I started to be successful, instead of saying, wow, she's good. For a while, they were saying, oh, yeah, because she's sleeping with that guy. I was like, what? So I actually overtook my husband of two ranks for one year just to prove that I was yeah. able to do it. So also that was a nice moment of, you know, push. But um, but of course, you know, I don't care so much only about my rank. I'm, I'm supporting yeah. him uh, with his position because we're married and we want to build something global. So I'm not focusing anymore on my personal rank. Yeah. I'm focusing yeah. on my team and help them in every way I can. I love that. If I can encourage everyone, rewind about 90 seconds and listen to the description of wealth. It's not just financial wealth. It's all the other things that truly make you satisfied and uh, and happy. So 
Stefania, it has been an honor to have you on today. And as I promised, your story is absolutely fascinating. Um, from all the different moments, right, that in them seem like, gosh, this is a terrible thing happening. Uh, you've always bounced back and you maintain a positive attitude. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you so much, Phil. And actually, thank you because you made me think back at certain things that I forgot. So I'm going to use that in my next webinar where I have to teach some of these things. So thank you so much. And I want to say goodbye to everybody. And I hope I could at least impact one of you to do more in your life. Take care and hope to meet you in life one day. Come to Dubai. Stefania's story is fascinating to me. I think one of the things that was very cool was in the interview for her to realize some of the takeaways and some of the correlations and connections of how one thing led to the next thing to the next thing. So thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.